And welcome back. It's another edition of Mile High Magazine, and we hope your Sunday morning is starting off to be a great one. Good conversation today. With me is Elsa Algeen, President and CEO of Denver Preschool Program. Elsa, welcome in. Thank you. Good morning. You're looking good. And first thing is, we were talking before we started recording here, I've been in Denver a long time and never heard of Denver Preschool Program. So what's it all about? The Denver Preschool Program was uh, created by the taxpayers of Denver in 2006. It, it was created with a sales tax. Uh, we are reapproved every 10 years, so we just got reapproved two years ago. And the tax is to help families pay for tuition for preschool for their children the year before they enter kindergarten. So that it's paid for by taxes. It's paid by taxes, yes. And it's only in Denver. Is it that is, maybe why I haven't heard about it? That is why you have not heard about it. It is not, It's only in Denver now. We do have uh, five other communities in Colorado with something that is called local funding initiatives, like this tax, where they have passed some kind of tax and they have created some funding for uh, preschool. But we only have um, six communities in Colorado. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Why yeah. hasn't it gotten bigger sooner? Since 2006, you'd think the word would be out. Well, the word is out. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, um, one of the things that I am working on as well, because we care about all children, not just the children in Denver, is actually some work that we can talk about a little bit later with Governor Polis, which is thinking about a statewide initiative to create this kind of support statewide next year. That would be fantastic. It would be amazing. So how do parents get involved with that? Do they have to apply? Or what are they? I mean, we're getting into this pretty quick here, but there must be a website, a phone number, because I'm sure people are going, what? I yes. can get help for preschool? Yes, Why? yes, yes. yes. So, so first of all, I will tell you that the Denver Preschool Program is universal, and that means it's for all children, regardless of income level. So this is not a program that is just for low-income children or children in poverty. It's all children. And we do have a website. It's at the Denver Preschool Program, and I'll give you a website and a telephone number, but it is for all children. They do have to apply. Children, sure. the families apply, and it's um, it's a dual application process in that they have to apply to enter preschool, and then they apply to get the financial assistance. We don't turn down anybody that applies because everybody qualifies for something. We do do it based on income, but there is support for all families. So go ahead and apply. What do you have to lose? I mean, nobody gets turned down then. Nobody gets turned down. Well, that's what happens with the universal program. That is for all families. That is. Fantastic. So, um, and you can find us at dpp.org or call 303-595-4377. And that's how, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. The application is there. You will have, help have a navigator helping you apply, telling you how to go through the process and guiding you. It's pretty simple. Really? And how old do your children have to be? When does preschool start? Uh, for this, preschool usually starts at three years of age. We provide support at four years of age. So we do the, the year before they enter kindergarten. And I should tell you that this is really worthwhile. For the average, that the typical family receives support um, up to $715 per month. What? I know, year around. I gotta move to Denver. That's you all have to <laughs> start oh, all over. Oh my gosh, that's you know that's really fantastic. Yes, because we were talking before we we're recording. My, my daughter's in the preschool operation, and you, I want you to tell them, uh, Elsa, how important preschool really is. 
Yes, and so we know that preschool is the foundation of peace for children, and we actually have research that shows that high-quality experience um, providers can create a huge difference for them for four-year-olds. Um, we know that children that participate in high-quality high uh, preschool have a stronger foundation in early language, literacy, and math skills. We know that they are more likely to graduate from high school, to attain college, and su succeed in their careers. But this is particularly important for children that are dual-language learners, those with special needs, or children with disabilities. This is a tremendous preventive measure where we can do the early intervention to really have them succeed instead of struggle in school. Well, in other words, if your child does not go to preschool and many do go to preschool, they're automatically behind the curve. It really is. You know, this is one of those equalizers, one of the equity pieces where we can say we can get all children to the same level so they can have the same opportunity in life. And isn't that what we all want? Well, especially for your children. Absolutely. And if you living in Denver, not the surrounding area yet, but in Denver, need that kind of financial help, Denver Preschool Program, Kaching is here for you. <laughs> See, I mean, that is, that, that's an amazing setup. Yes. And, it you, is. and is it growing? I mean, how many kids are you servicing, do you think? It is growing. So last year we served uh, 4,700 families. Holy cow. I know. So we are very large um, and have really worked hard to figure out how do we cover our families at our levels. If we have a little bit of time later on, I can tell you about something that we called a gap scholarship, and that is really targeted with um, working families, do, usually both parents working that may have a little bit of a higher income. Sure. And so they end up not qualifying for some of the programs that are poverty level programs because sometimes they have a little more the, money. They have a little more money. And those programs are basically stacked with Denver preschool programs. So for low income families, it is it could be uh, a lot lower than for these middle income families that end up having more financial support but not enough assistance okay. to cover the cost. But still there's something. There's still something. Yeah. But we, like I said, we have a new program that we're launching this year that we call the GAP Scholarship, and that is working with families in Denver of incomes up to $100,000 for a family of four. And we are working to provide not only the Denver Preschool Program support, but then a scholarship on top of that so that their overall cost is no more than 12% of their annual income. Now, remember... Preschool and some of these costs can be as high as a mortgage payment for oh, some of the families. Oh, yeah, they're not cheap. They are not cheap. No. So we are launching it to say there is a group of families that is working full time, struggling to still pay, even though we're going up to a hundred thousand dollars. What we do know is the cost of living continues to go up. It is expensive right. to live in Denver. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes, I mean, it, it really is. What a great program yes. it is. I'm so glad we're getting the word out on this. So let me ask about the preschools mm -hmm. involved. Are there only a select few? Do you, do you look at all these preschools and say, well, you qualify, but you know maybe you don't with how you're handling your preschool program? Yes. Um, so we have... Um, a variety of ways that we do it. Primarily, first, I will tell you that we work with 250 
programs in Denver that are providing services to those four-year-olds. We uh, only focus on high quality. And by high quality, it means that in preschool, we have a rating system. Uh, Colorado has had a rating system for preschools for almost 20 years. Is that right? Yes, right. It's called Colorado Shines, and it goes on a scale of one to five stars, and we only work with uh, preschools that are three, four, and and five-star level. So what is the qualification? I mean, if you're looking at a preschool, okay, here's your test. Yes. What is that test? (laughs) So it's a variety. So first I'll tell you, Colorado Shines actually has a website as well. So for families looking for a quality preschool, they can go to the website, Colorado Shines, and search what's available in their area. So they actually can walk in and say, this is this level of quality. The quality looks at the education of the teachers, what is the level of education, at the curriculum that they are providing, the level of parental involvement. It also looks at the physical space, and it looks at the training that the teachers have in the classroom on an ongoing basis to continue to support the children. So it's several several things that they are looking, but it's just one of several indicators that we look at as to who do we partner with. And right. as I will also say, as you can imagine, about half of the four-year-olds that we are supporting are actually in preschool programs that are part of Denver Public Schools. So Denver Public Schools is also one of our strong, strong partners. Oh, I'll bet they are. You must have a lot of partners. We do. Can you talk about that? We do. So we do a variety of things. So one of the things in in preschool is a little bit different because the cost is high and the training and support is is critical. We need to continue to maintain the quality. So we have partners that provide coaching, that provide training, that provide uh, scholarships for the teachers so they continue to go to school, they continue to impro- improve their qualifications. And so we have everything from um, universities and colleges, other community providers, as well as, as I said, school districts that we can work with to maintain this quality level. So you said you work with uh, uh, DPS. Do you work with the private schools too? We do. That is one of the beauties of having the Denver Peace Group program be funded by taxpayers, but we're outside of government. We're actually a nonprofit 501c3 organization, and we can work with private providers and be able to have this flexibility, whether it's uh, part of the schools, outside the school, for-profit, nonprofit. We have lots of flexibility to support those kids. And how many people work in your office? I mean, you must have a lot of help. You've Besides you, you're not doing the whole show. No, 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 no. Well, that's one of the things that has been really wonderful that we have created with DPP. We actually have a staff of six. Um, wow. Yes. And so what we do is we surround ourselves. We have 19 contractors that we work with to help us implement the program. So we have a contract with a group that does all the enrollment, all the work that uh, has to be at the ground level. We have everything because we are universal. We have everything from uh People working at the community level, finding the families in their neighborhoods, in the at the churches, at the laundromats, wherever they can find them. But we also work with higher income families. So we advertise on a variety of mediums. You may have seen some of our ads on TV or radio because we're also looking for other families. So we have lots of people that help us. But at the office, we're a small staff, which means it's pretty economical to implement this program. 
So when you work with these other people outside, okay, they find a family, mm-hmm. and then maybe even a preschool that family is interested in, and then mm-hmm. they kind of turn it over to you. Yes. You guys, and then you do the homework and say, okay, this is pretty good, and yes. we got some money for you. That's right. So we're approving both the families and we're approving the providers. So we're able to say this is a provider that is a high-quality provider. One thing we know about preschool, if it's not high-quality, it's not going to have the return on investment that we said it's going to have, which is these kids are going to do better in school. So in addition to finding the families, finding the providers, we also provide all the follow-up, all the evaluation, and all the support to continue to stay at that high-quality level. So when you say follow-up, go a little Mm -hmm. deeper into Mm -hmm. that. What do you mean you Mm -hmm. follow-up with the students, the teachers, all of that? All of that. So through the beginning, we actually measure where children are when they start the program, and we measure where they are when they finish that year. So we're able to see how much growth has happened during that year, and that's one set of evaluation that we have, so we're able to say if that's effective. The second is that we are following the families. Um, As they continue in school, we see how they are doing in first grade, third grade, how the kids are. Oh, boy. I know. So we really want to ensure that what we're doing is quality and we can see that there is um, that support. One of the key indicators that we follow is something that Colorado has that is called the Kindergarten Readiness Assessment Test. And so our children are actually compared to how other children are doing in Colorado, and we're able to see whether they are ready for school or not. And we have had significant numbers in the Kindergarten readiness study, 83 to 92% of our children uh, in 2018-2019 school year um, showed that they were ready for kindergarten. What was the percent? 83 to 92%. Wow. I know. That is significant. That's huge. Especially since we are universal. That means we are not... uh, only picking the kids that are more likely to succeed is across the board. It's all kids. Yeah, it's all kids have a shot at this. That's fantastic. I wish that was all over the state because I was mentioning I had one of my granddaughters go through a preschool that didn't help as much as they had hoped it was going to help. But we don't have that kind of a research program outside the city, I don't, unless I'm not aware of it. Not yet. Not no. yet. We, we hope that it's going to be um, in the near future and that we will have the opportunity, um, as I mentioned, Denver Preschool Program can work not only with four-year-olds, but hopefully in the future we could also be working with three-year-olds if the state is able to support four-year-olds at a higher level. That's so important. And the fact that you work with all children, doesn't matter what they are, everybody has a shot. Yes. And everybody needs a little boost starting at three years old because of the way life is now and the competition and getting on to high school and college. It's That's the way to start it. Yes. Good job, you guys. Talk about, and I know a little bit about this because I did a little uh, interview, too, about the One Book Colorado program. Yes. That deals with a book for every four-year-old. Can you talk about that a little bit? Else? Yes, yes. So we have been partnering with the governor's office and, um, and the Department of Education and the Colorado State Library, Maha United Way, and Denver 7, because we believe that literacy is important. It's very important for our families. And so at minimum, we feel that access to books is critical for our families. And so the One Book Colorado, um, which there is also a website, onebookcolorado.org, you can see that um, we're right in the middle right now of uh, families able to vote. Uh, people able to vote to say, here are the three books that um, are the finalist books. We will select 
One Book, which is the One Book Colorado every year. And then we have the opportunity to provide it and make it available for free for families um, across the state. Is it given out through the preschools? Sometimes it's from the preschools. The governor does quite a bit of it. I think the library is probably the most effective way to do it. But all of us are partnering in saying, let's promote this book. Let's promote access to books. So it's like one book a year? One book a year. And how many years have you done this? I believe I will have to check eight years eight that we years. have been doing this program. So if you're sitting out there thinking, that's great, I need to get a book going to the library. The library and has yes, it. libraries are still out there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know all this Internet stuff. Well, I don't need a library. Yeah, you need a library. So that's where you can go to get, and they actually give you a book. They give you a book. Uh, Colorado, they have them at the library. They, I know they have them in English and in Spanish. Um, and they have them available. You'll see quite a bit of publicity later on this year because there is this competition going on where we will select one of the three, and then they'll have access to some free books. And there'll be certain days where you have them available, but um, again, there is a website that is called One Book colorado.org even i can remember that that's right that's, mean, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty simple it sounds like you're really pretty close and working tight with governor polis on a lot of these education things for preschoolers and i know there's been a lot of talk about full day kindergarten and he really just passed that that's right which made my retired kindergarten teacher wife very happy about that that's going to happen what's going to happen what is going to happen with that now where's it going to go because there is a real value to full day kindergarten there is so um you know one of the difficulties which i'm your wife clearly knows is that um early education is not fully funded um, across the country is not funded through the department of education Early education is primarily funded through parents, parents having to pay very high fees, and many of us know how high those that cost can be. And so over the years, um, there has been this move across the country to say, let's open up more opportunities. So for example, people didn't know up until probably last year that in Colorado, uh, only uh, the only mandate was to provide half a day of kindergarten. Correct. And it was up to the school district whether or not they made that um, the that the other half available for free, or if the families had to pay. And the cost of that just the other half that Colorado wasn't paying for was was as high as five hundred dollars per family. Oh, I knew a lot of families that did pay. That's exactly right. And so it is um, almost a, um, a shock to for have your child start kindergarten and then you realize oh there is a cost and because you're going typically to your school district and then you find out um, that you have to pay so uh, governor polis made early childhood one of his highest priorities and within the first year of his administration he passed um, funding and made funding available for full day kindergarten across the street also in this universal model which means it doesn't matter what your income level is you will have access to that funding and now school districts can receive full funding for to be able to provide it which is is you know we have never had it in colorado Wow. That's how That's how amazing. shocking it is. It, it really is. So it's available to the schools, school districts, but not to parents. Could they apply for that, like Absolutely. they do through you for the preschool program? So the, for the, the for this, the kindergarten piece. Okay. So the kindergarten piece next year, the governor is um, going uh, one more step in looking at full day funding of 
uh, preschool. And if preschool happens, I'm sorry, universal funding of preschool, that means when it's statewide, um, they haven't implemented all the decisions. We will continue to do the work in, in Denver, but um, we'll, we will be, have to develop the uh, mechanism to provide it for all, for all, the, all Colorado for preschool children. That's a great thing. It is an amazing thing. I just can't believe we've never had that before. I know. <laughs> I know. And so so when you hear the statistics about our children struggling by second grade to be able to read, well, it is it is tough. You know, children are dealing with many more complicated issues to be able to succeed. And in many cases, it's so much more difficult to do remediation than it is to do the early prevention that we're doing. And it creates a much better future for that child. It certainly does. And is it true, and I'm not sure about this, I'm guessing, but I thought I read where the statistics about the education level in Colorado compared to the other 50 states is pretty low. Because of maybe that? Yeah, um, some of that. So yeah. we, we have an interesting phenomenon in Colorado. So we actually have pretty high education levels, and we have a highly educated workforce. But one of the sad parts of that that story is that uh, the majority of our highly educated workforce in Colorado comes from other states. So we import our workforce into Colorado that is highly educated, which means that we're struggling to have our own community be able to compete and be at that level because we continue to be importing our workers rather than creating our own workforce. So unfortunately, we do have uh, the struggle that we have not done well in terms of changing the dropout rates, changing the education rates for native Coloradans. And so it is um, it is difficult to see that you know, we are struggling with these two things. And we have seen the growth that has happened in Colorado, but I don't think it's any surprise when I say that um, most of our workforce is coming from other states. Yeah, that's where the education level is coming exactly, from. That's crazy. exactly. We're talking with Elsa Algeen, president and CEO of Denver Preschool Program. I know you are kind of playing a role in the national landscape for early childhood. Can you talk a little bit about that? That sounds big. It is big. So um, some of the work that we're doing at the national level is also having Colorado compete for some grants from the Department of Education. And so as I mentioned to you, we have now this website in Colorado where we can actually see the ratings on a one to five scale to see what is the quality of the rating for that preschool? Um, and I should actually say one one quick thing about the rating okay. because there may be some preschool providers that are thinking, is this like, you know, just rating me and telling me I'm good, I'm bad, or whatever. The most critical part of that rating is that we create a plan to figure out how to help the providers go from a two-star to a three-star, three-star to a four-star. So you're not just judging them. You're helping them. We're helping. So it's the quality improvement plan that comes out of that rating where we also work. So the Denver Preschool Program can help with that quality improvement plan to say what is it going to take to not only get you to that level, but to maintain you at that level. As you know, if the workforce changes, then that level could change. So we have to maintain that level as well as increase it. So, and that's what you're kind of spreading on a national level or talking about on a national level? Absolutely. So we share our model uh, because we're one of the first communities that created a local funding initiative. We share our model with many other communities across the country. So what do you think, as a professional, been doing this for a while, the greatest unmet need in early childhood education is? I mean, what, what what are we missing? 
and I'm sure my teacher daughters and wife would have some opinions, as all teachers probably do, but I'd like to hear what you have to say. Well, you know, we do have unequal access to to preschool, and one of the difficulties is that we have something that um, we've been looking at communities and seeing what's available in communities, and we, we just don't have enough capacity in some communities to have spots for all children to be able to attend preschool. As a matter of fact, in Denver, there is a report that just came out about that is called the status of young children in Denver, oh. and one of the things that they are highlighting is something that, that we continue to call um, desert early care and education deserts because there isn't enough that is available. Now we're looking a little bit closer and realizing that for some families in a on a map, you may see that there are some preschools available near their home. But if right in between their their home and the preschool there is a highway, that that physical that barrier becomes very difficult for families to go across to be able to access some I of see. the services. So unfortunately, we don't have enough. We also have struggled with um, getting. Um, the workforce that we need because we are limited by how much money we can provide. And as I mentioned to you before, not just in Denver, but in Colorado, the majority of this cost of preschool is paid by parents. Sure is. And so unfortunately our workforce is paid very low. Uh, We demand um, high education in order to meet these quality standards. That's true. And so uh, we are far below what school teachers are paid. And as you know, that's still not high enough. So we're still lower. And as we were talking about this economy in Colorado that continues to grow, it's become a really challenging um, thing that to say, how do we maintain, how do we recruit, how do we um, maintain, and how do we continue to support our workforce so that we don't have this revolving door, and we know that the turnover can be quite devastating for some of these centers. Well, and it makes sense because these teachers, these educators come out with a ton of school loans, yes, and then they get a job that doesn't pay them very much, and it puts them immediately starting their life into a hole. Yes. And we got to do something about that. We do. And I think, uh, you know, one of the things that we have done at the Denver Preschool Program to help these providers is that we continue to ask them to increase the level of education and the level of support that they can give. But we know they don't have the funding. So we we created the program, not just tuition support, but also doing what we call quality initiatives, where we actually provide them with scholarships. Oh. We're providing with incentives. We provide them with the support to say, we're going to help you because their income is pretty limited. So we know that it is very important if they want to do it, but how they get access to that without getting into more debt. Exactly. Uh, we know that is up to us to, to help support that, that workforce as well. You have really thought this program out. We have, we have, we have been doing it for yeah, twelve years. So, so that it, it, um, you know, back to what you said a little bit earlier about helping the state. Yeah, we have a lot of experience, and we know how this works, and we know how to make it effective, and and we have tremendous relationships with our providers, so that we know that we're not there just to provide a check for tuition. We're there to support them and help them. 
which they have to appreciate. Oh, yes. I mean, even if you come in and judge them and they're going, wow, we thought we were better than that, when you can sit here and say, okay, but we're going to help you get better than that. Yes. That is a real positive for all people involved here. Parents, kids, educators, and you guys. Yes. It's great. So a quick question about Governor Polis, because I really like Mm -hmm. this guy. Is he pushing a national level for what you're doing at the Denver uh, preschool program? You say it's only in Denver. Is he encouraging it to spread throughout the state? Yes, he has been a great ambassador for early education across the country. And it's one of those things that... um, in these difficult political times, is one of those things that makes so much sense. That is, um, is a nonpartisan, not a political exactly. issue. It's one of the places where we can all say, "We all want to support our children." So, Governor Polis and governors across the state, across the country, have been supporting early childhood very effectively. And I'm happy to hear that. So let's back up a little. Denver uh-huh. Preschool Program. If you're out there as a parent with a preschooler on the way and you didn't know anything about this. Well, Elsa, how do they find out more information, and who can they call? Yes. So you can go to our website, um, dpp.org. That's denverpreschoolprogram.org, 303-595-4377. And everybody's involved with this that live in Denver. In Denver. Not uh, not in the county areas around the metro area. No, not yet. Not yet? Okay, we're <laughs> not yet. I mean, I'm not pushing anything here. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking that it's a, a fantastic program, and I'm glad that we could talk about it today on yes. Mile High Magazine. It's been Elsa Algeen, who's the president and CEO of Denver Preschool Program. And having a couple of educators in my family and my wife, a retired teacher, this whole preschool concept is so important for your children. Please don't pass it by. And if you live in Denver and you've had the thought, well, that's great, but I really can't afford it, sounds like there's no excuses now. You need to reach out to the Denver Preschool Program, and they offer the help. And if you are a preschool and you haven't uh, talked to Elsa, shame on you. (laughs) (laughs) You you need to have a sit-down conversation. Elsa, thanks so much for coming in today. Well, thank appreciate you. It. We appreciate the opportunity. Well, I'm glad we could get the word out here. That was Elsa Algeen again, president and CEO of Denver Preschool Program. I am Murphy Houston. This is Mile High Magazine. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. We have them every Sunday mornings here, which means, yeah, we'll be back in a week. And thank you for being here.